Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. In this episode, we are talking all about burnout. And in particular, I'm going to deep dive into what burnout is and what it might feel like. Also, how you can recover from burnout if you currently feel like you are burning out or on the verge of burnout. How you can prevent burnout from happening in the future as well as some personal stories I have dealing with burnout. Without any further ado, let's dive in. I think this is a really important topic to talk about because a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of founders work so hard because there is so much that goes into building a business. And I don't have to tell you that. I'm sure you know that firsthand. And so I'm really, really passionate about mental health and really passionate about preventing burnout whenever possible. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic today. And honestly, it has been something that I have struggled with off and on for a few years. And after really getting a handle on my own mental health and really understanding my own priorities and just how my body works and really putting in the work through therapy, through mindset coaching, and just through a lot of mentorship and development, I feel like I am now at a place where I can share with you some of my learnings in hopes that it can help you. To start off with, I wanted to address what burnout is and what it may feel like. There are various definitions on the interwebs and in medical books or whatever, but in my opinion, burnout is simply your body's way of forcing you to take a break and recuperate. I saw this quote recently and it really said that you as a person can either voluntarily rest or your body will force you to rest. Either way, your body is good at getting the rest it needs. And that really made a lot of sense to me because before, when I was first starting Recloseted and first starting my entrepreneurial journey, I was working so much because I was so passionate about what I was doing and I was just going and going and going. And I wasn't really taking care of myself and I wasn't really resting my body. And you can do that for a certain amount of time. But there comes a breaking point where your body can no longer do that. And your body will start to shut down and really force you to take a break or force you to rest. And really, that's when burnout happens. Everyone's different. So how burnout shows up in my body or for me might be different from how burnout shows up for you. But for me personally, when I'm burning out or when I'm burnt out, I feel really depleted. I feel really tired. I want to sleep all the time. I also feel super overwhelmed and stressed out. I get very irritable. I get really cranky and snappy and just not great to be around. And my anxiety, I find, also goes through the roof. I am just really worried about things. I'm always thinking about what-if scenarios or worst-case scenarios. 
And I absolutely love what I do. And I am so thankful that I get to do what I do. And in that vein, I also love my team. I also adore all our clients. But when I'm burning out, I start to dread going to meetings. I start to resent things that are on my calendar. Like I'll look at my Google calendar and I'll literally get really upset that there's stuff there that I have committed to and that I have to do. And I really lose grip of my why, which is, again, to write the harmful fashion industry and the big picture around that. And as you can see, this is basically the worst side of Selena or the worst side of me. And this is not a place that I want to be operating from because I want to really show up as my best entrepreneurial self and really be able to tackle challenges and really be able to create the kind of change I want in the world. And so that's how I feel when I'm burning out. I start to feel really groggy, tired, overwhelmed, anxious, stressed out. I get really snappy and not really easy to be around. And if that's kind of really ringing true for you as well, then I would say that you want to make sure that you are really taking the time to recover and also prevent this from happening in the future. I always say that you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of your to-do list and your business. So in this episode, now that we have talked a little bit about what burnout may look like, let's discuss how you can recover recharge, and then take a preventative approach and really make sure that you don't get to that place again. So if you're already off the cliff of burnout and you're just literally burning out right now, what you can do to recover is the following. The first thing you'll want to do is really cut back on your workload. So either push things back if you can or delegate things to other people to do or just delete it. Have a very hard look at everything that's on your plate, and if it is not absolutely necessary to do, then push it back, give it to someone else to do, or get rid of it. Next, you want to rest up as much as possible. Sleep as much as you need to. Don't judge yourself if you sleep 10 hours and then the next day you find that you need to take an afternoon nap. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, burnout is your body's way of forcing you to take a break and rest, so give your body the rest you need and that you so rightly deserve. On top of rest, you want to make sure that you're upping your self-care as well. And I don't mean going to get a facial or to get a massage. I mean really fueling your body with nutritious food, eating healthy, walking, maybe going for a jog or some sort of light yoga, making sure that you're really taking care of your body. Also do things that energize you. If you know that you really get lit up by being in nature, or if you are extroverted and you get energy from others, then surround yourself with loved ones and really reconnect with people and really start to reestablish your social connections. And throughout all of this, just up the self-care, decrease the workload, really start to rest. And then throughout all of it, be patient because it may take you a couple of weeks to recuperate. Or if you're really, really burnt out, it may take you a month or it may take longer. And that's okay. 
This is all part of the process of healing and getting back to baseline. And I think when I was burnt out, I would get really frustrated that I was decreasing my workload and I was resting a lot more. But for some reason, I still wasn't feeling like I was back at 100%. And the reality of the situation is our bodies aren't machines and our bodies are not wired to be these productivity things that just spew out work. We are human beings, and so we are not machines, and it's okay if we still feel a little bit foggy after a couple weeks of taking care of ourselves. It is really important to give yourself the time that you need to recuperate and just be gentle and compassionate with yourself. So hopefully you give yourself the time to really recuperate And then looking forward, how can you prevent burnout from happening in the future? This is something that I have really struggled with over the past couple of years. And I've really gotten a whole list of tips now that really work for me. And it's been a combination of things in therapy that I've found out and developed with my mindset coach, with mentors, and feedback from other entrepreneurs. So this is kind of like my burnout tips or my burnout secrets, if you will. And I really, really hope that you are able to benefit from this. We will do a burnout blog post to go along with this podcast episode, and I will link it down below. So if I'm going through this too fast or you're taking notes and you're missing something, don't sweat it. We will have the blog post down below and you can also read this and really make yourself a checklist or start to incorporate all of these items into your everyday routines. The first thing that is really, really important at being preventative with burnout versus being reactive is to be able to self-monitor yourself and check in at least on a daily basis. When I was first starting my entrepreneurial journey, I wasn't really in tune with my body and didn't really understand the bandwidth or capacity of work that I could do. And so I would just continue to push myself and treat myself like a productivity machine, and then I would burn out. And at no point would I check in in between to see if I was getting really, really close to falling off the edge of the burnout cliff. And so now what I do is I implement a daily check-in at the end of each day on a scale of one to 10 to see how overwhelmed I am. And if I'm reaching a seven out of 10 or even an eight out of 10, I'll know that I need to ease off on the gas pedal. I need to push some things back. I need to get rid of some things on my calendar and really take care of myself so that I am not going off the edge of the cliff. This is something that I worked on with my mindset coach, Helen. And I will link the podcast episode I did with Helen down below because it's really, really good. And we talk a lot about different other mindset things that I think would be really helpful for you as well. So anyways, you want to be preventative versus reactive. And one of the key things for that is being able to self-monitor yourself and check in too. Another thing you'll want to do is just, again, treat yourself with empathy and with compassion. If you wouldn't talk or treat your best friend or your family member or a loved one the way you treat yourself, then don't treat yourself that way. So what I mean by that is if you wouldn't get mad at your best friend for not completing everything on her to-do list, or if you wouldn't get mad at your employee for needing some more time to complete something, then don't give yourself a hard time if things take longer or if you're struggling with something. 
There's already so much going on in your life and you don't need that added layer of self-criticism on top of everything. The next thing that has been really important and helpful for me is advanced planning. And I am definitely a type A person. I like to be organized. I am very OCD about certain things. And anyone that ever works with me will definitely attest to that and can vouch for that. One of my mentors, Alex Sharfin, I'm in a program he does. What he teaches is to plan out all of your different goals and tasks. So what you usually start with with Alex's program is annual like goals or objectives. And then you break it down into quarterly projects that you're working on. And then from there, you break it down into monthly tasks. And then you drill down even further into weekly tasks and daily tasks. So every single day, every single week, every single month, and every single quarter, you know exactly what you're doing to achieve those goals. And that can really help you plan out your tasks, but then also will help me not get shiny object syndrome and just try a bunch of things because I'm excited about it or it's the new hot thing. And really, it keeps me focused and our whole team focused on what we're doing so that we are really pushing the needle and only doing the amount of work that we have to do and that makes strategic sense for us to do. And as you're planning out your tasks, it's really important to be realistic about deadlines and really be realistic about how long things are going to take you. And if you don't think that you can accomplish everything on your list, then either push things back or delegate it to someone else or delete it off your plate if it's not urgent or it's really not going to move the needle for you. Another thing that is really important is to jot all of this down. You can either do a physical planner or you can do some sort of online project management tool. At Recloseted, we use something called ClickUp and I will have a link to it down below. It is free and it is a game-changing project management tool that we use to really be able to keep track of all of our tasks. And you can assign tasks to people, you can add deadlines, you can categorize them. My inner OCD type A organizational freak really loves ClickUp and I talk to everyone and anyone about it. So definitely check it out if you don't have it already. But for me, we have all of our tasks on ClickUp and then for a daily planning purpose, Alex, the mentor I was just talking about, he has this planner template and I use that to really keep track of every single day what I'm doing. And I'm really old fashioned in the sense that I like to check things off my to-do list. I have a lot of satisfaction with that. So that's what I do. So I have the, all of our team's tasks on ClickUp and we track everything there. And then daily tasks I transpose into my physical planner and I like to check it off. And speaking of your tasks, another really big game-changing thing for me is to stop pleasing others and to put myself first. I know that sounds really basic and very intuitive, but I am definitely a recovering people pleaser. And I used to have a really hard time saying no to things that I didn't want to do or I just quite frankly did not have the energy or the time or the bandwidth to do. And what I have to say to other people out there that feel like they have to please others and feel bad about letting others down or disappointing others is the fact that you are in charge of your own life and you are in charge of your own time and how you spend your own energy. So it is up to you alone to protect that. 
because we all have a limited amount of time. We all have a limited amount of energy. And it's really important for us to spend it with people we care about and spend it doing things that we are proud and really excited about doing. And it took me a really long time to realize this, but when I show up for meetings or when I show up for conversations or when I show up for speaking events that I don't really want to do or aren't aligned with my values, I show up as someone that is resentful. I show up as someone that doesn't quite frankly want to be there. And it is not a representation of who I am. And I don't like to show up that way. And it not only does me a disservice, but it also does the other person a disservice as well. And through my work with my mindset coach, Helen, we really explore this topic around an empowered no and really taking that power back and really telling people politely, of course, that I just don't have bandwidth for this or this is not aligned with my priorities right now or this is just not the time for me to be doing this. And I think that really often we like to dramatize how other people will think about things when we say no, but the reality of the situation is no one really cares that much about it. And I think that all of us need to say no more in order to stop burning out because we need to stop spreading ourselves so thin. One tip that I did that made my life easier, which may be helpful for you if you're a people pleaser as well, is to have a set of canned responses when I need to say no. So in the moment, it might feel really difficult for me to write an email back or send a text back saying no, but I have this note on my phone where I just have a bunch of canned responses around the fact that this is not aligned with my values or I just don't have time for this. And then if possible, I always try to help out still, like I'll either suggest someone else to speak at the event or refer them to someone else. But it's really important to make your life easier whenever possible. So I highly recommend you have a bunch of canned responses too, if you are also a recovering people pleaser and find it difficult sometimes to say no to things. I also wanted to talk about a game-changing book for me. It's called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And it's written by Dr. Emily and Amelia Nagowski. And they did a podcast episode with Brene Brown, which is how I first found out about them and first found out about the book. And I will link the book and the podcast episode down below. But for any of my clients and any of my friends, I have been literally talking about this book all year long, and it's really changed the game for me. I highly recommend you get it. And this is definitely a book that you want to have and really refer back to so that you can really implement everything they're talking about. One of the things they talk about in the book is the fact that for us as humans, we actually accumulate our stress in our bodies. And so every single day, we actually need to be intentional about clearing out some of our stress buildups because every single day we're faced with stressors and we have added stress. So if you visualize a stress bank, if you will, that we all have, we accumulate stress in that stress bank every single day. And so we need to be diligent about clearing it out every single day as well. And in the book, they kind of recommend blocking off 20 to 30 minutes every day to clear that out, either through light or intense exercise, meditation, being with loved ones. And I'm not going to give it all away because I do think this is a really good read. 
and I'm not sponsored by them. I genuinely think this is such a good resource and has helped me so much and helped my clients a lot and also my friends. So I want to share this with you. But just to say that it's really important every day to clear out some of those stressors. And along that same vein, it is also really important to incorporate self-care into your daily routine. Self-care should not be something that you batch and leave till the end of the month or you really put off until you have time for a vacation. Don't take an all or nothing approach. I think that I used to do this and it really just didn't work for me. You need to make sure that you're peppering in those things every single day and be able to work it into your daily routine so it becomes a sustainable part of your life. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but self-care doesn't have to be expensive. It can literally just look like sleeping more, meditating, eating better, going for a walk, taking a bath, cleaning your living space so you feel less cluttered. It's literally anything and everything that makes you feel better. And you can, again, really make sure you're starting to pepper it into your daily routine. And my last tip that I really want to talk about is just about bringing your body back into the parasympathetic state whenever possible throughout the day. If you don't already know, we primarily have two nervous system states in our body, either parasympathetic or sympathetic. And the sympathetic state is really where I lived the majority of my life previously. This is the state where it's associated with the flight or fight stress response system. This is the state you are on when you are just like working, stressed out, you're quote unquote on. And I spent a lot of my life in this state. Whereas on the flip side, the parasympathetic is the state where you are resting, you're recovering, and you're really grounded and you're going back to equilibrium. Throughout your day, you want to make sure that you bring your body back into the parasympathetic state whenever possible. And what that looks like is potentially a meditation in the morning, in the evening, or maybe even a lunchtime meditation if that sounds like it might help you. One thing that I started to do was to take a pause and take a really deep breath or a series of deep breaths if I need it before I go into a meeting and sometimes after a stressful meeting as well. There are a variety of other techniques you can do to reduce anxiety and really ground yourself, but I find that meditation and breath work can be really, really helpful. And this is something you can look more into on YouTube or Insight Timer. That's the meditation app that I always talk about, and I can leave it down below again. But make sure you test and find out something that works for you. I hope that this was helpful for you and can really allow you to be more preventative and more proactive with your mental health and with your workload because burnout honestly sucks. I I know it firsthand from many experiences. And if I can help prevent that for you, that would make me really happy and I am now at a place now where I haven't burnt out in almost a year. Like it's, it's going on eight months, which is great. I also don't want to put too much pressure on myself though to never burn out again because I feel like that's unrealistic. But for the time being, I feel like all those tips I just shared with you are really working for me 
and I have this system down on lock. And that's why I really wanted to share it with you because I feel like I'm finally in a place where I just like am supported and I have set up these systems around me to support myself. But like I talked about earlier in this episode, this wasn't always the case. The first year of building Recloseted, I burnt out almost once a quarter, like clockwork. And it was because I was doing so much and I was so passionate about what I was doing. And I quite frankly just couldn't stop working because I loved it so much. Which I know sounds really nerdy and maybe sounds a bit weird, but I know you can relate because you're also a founder and you're also an entrepreneur and you also love what you do. So I would go full throttle. I would work really late hours. Sometimes I would work until one or two in the morning. And if you know my entrepreneurial journey, you'll know that I self-funded this business and also side hustled while building it. And that's why I was working so much. But I'd go full throttle and then I would fizzle out. And I never want to glamorize hustle culture because I think that's harmful. But that was just the reality of the situation I was in because I was working two full-time jobs essentially. And that's really why it was so harmful for me and my mental health. I remember the first couple of times when I burnt out, it really sucked and it was really eye-opening for me. And I would promise myself that I never wanted to get to this place again and I never wanted to feel this way again. So I would really promise that I would ease off, I would better plan everything, and I would just take better care of myself. But then as I started to feel better, I would slowly start to forget about what that felt like and I would just go full throttle again. And it was just such a vicious cycle of working really hard and working a lot and then getting tired and burning out and then recovering and saying that I would never do this again and then like going full throttle again. And it was just such a vicious cycle. And I think when I finally started just like going to therapy more and working on my mindset and working with mentors, I really was able to realize that I wasn't being efficient and I was not taking care of myself. And I was also just not in the right mindset to be making strategic decisions and really not in the mindset or space to really take my business to the place that I wanted to. And while this vicious cycle was happening, I always felt so guilty every single time I would burn out because it would feel like I didn't know how to take care of myself and I just felt so stuck and so helpless in this vicious cycle because on one hand, I always felt like there was so much work and this work was not going away and it would have to be done. But then on the other hand, I was just one person and it just didn't work. And so what I ended up doing was just really getting clear on what I actually needed to do and what I don't need to do and delegating things and deleting things really became my best friend. And then slowly incorporating all those things that I just talked to you about around preventing burnout, such as self-monitoring, such as advanced planning, such as really saying no more and stopping people-pleasing, and implementing things in the burnout book, and implementing daily self-care, and check-ins, and bringing my body back to this parasympathetic state whenever possible. Like all of that really, really, really helped me. And again, that's why I want to share it with you because I really want to help you guys as well. It has definitely taken me a couple of years to get to this place. And so know that it's going to take you time. And also just because these things work for me doesn't mean that you need to carbon copy it as well. 
You might take a couple things. You might have your own things. And if you have your own tips, please DM me at Recloseted. I would love to hear them. I always want to improve and try out new things. So if you have things that work for you, don't be shy. Please reach out. And the other thing that I just wanted to end off this episode with is the fact that working hard is great, but it does not have to equate to working so hard that you jeopardize your health and your well-being. At one point, it's just not worth it anymore. And so I really encourage you to take a hard look at what your priorities in life are, right? Like your health is so important and you should always prioritize that. And I think for so long, I lost sight of that. And so if you're in that space too, I would just really urge you and encourage you to really take control of your life and really start to prioritize yourself. I'm super passionate about this topic and I would love to hear what some of your takeaways and thoughts are. Feel free to share this to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted if this was helpful for you or if you have any friends that you think would really benefit from this. As well, please DM us if you have any burnout tips. I always love to hear it, so please reach out. And I'm really excited to share next week's episode with you because I'm going to deep dive into some time management and productivity tips. As we're talking about burnout and managing your workload, I think this is also a really equally important topic. So make sure you subscribe to Recloseted Radio if you haven't already, so that you will be the first to listen to that episode. I'm really excited to share those nuggets with you next week, and I will talk to you then. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry. Mm -hmm.